The 2023 NFL Draft is in the books. A little bit underwhelming, but the Jets get an edge rusher and Will McDonald. They get their potential starting center in Joe Tipman and some other picks along the way. And Kaz and I will dive through the entire draft, what we thought, and what do we think of the Aaron Rodgers press conference and his trip around New York City and MSG over the weekend? Seems like a home run so far for Rodgers. As we recap the draft, talk about Aaron Rodgers' future in Gang Green. It's all coming up next on a post-draft edition of Gang's All Here from the New York Post. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only our gang's all here. We love it. With the 15th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New York Jets. With the 43rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Joe Tittman, center, Wisconsin. Welcome to a post-draft edition of the Gangs All Here podcast, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Jake Brown, alongside my co-host, Jets beater writer for the Post, Brian Costello. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Cos. Follow me at Jake Brown Radio. The draft is over. And, you know, this is a great time, Kaz, because there's no more mocks. We know who they got. Some of these guys we've never heard of. We had to, you know, look them up, see if they had a Wikipedia yet, see who the hell they are, who they're going to play with. They're going to play with Aaron Rodgers, who was all over the garden over the weekend at the Ranger game, at the Nick game, getting all sorts of intros, getting ovations. Kaz, he's realizing it's a lot different here than Milwaukee Bucks games and like local pubs in Green Bay, huh? So, but he owns part, he's a part owner of the Bucks, Jake. He owns three percent of the Bucks. So, but that experience uh, is not the garden, it's two, it's two uh, worlds. good thing that the Bucks didn't end up playing the, the Knicks. That would have been very uncomfortable for him, I think. Yeah, I think uh, he has an easy uh choice to root for the Knicks. I hope he's not a, a Heat fan in this series. Unfortunately, they're down one nothing, but the draft is over and the Jets. You know, they didn't hit a home run like they did last year. Maybe I'd say a ground rule double cause. I don't know what to, what grade you want to give them. But, you know, we, we were shocked at the start kind of that they went with an edge rusher, but they were in a tough spot. And that two pick 
difference from 13 to 15 cause made all the difference because all four of the top offensive linemen were off the board and they kind of pivoted there at 15, taking Will McDonald, the edge rusher out of Iowa state. Yeah. But I mean, there's no way to know Jake, if they were 13, someone could have traded to 12, right. To take the edge rusher, like to take the lineman. I mean, so I, it's a nice storyline that, that they moved back and they lost it, but you don't know. Pittsburgh might've jumped up to 12 if they had to, if they wanted to get that lineman. So yeah, I, like Jake, I don't do grades. I, I think it's the grades are stupid. I'll tell you in three years how this draft is, right? Because you know, you, everyone celebrated Makai Becton, and that hasn't worked out, right? Everyone celebrated Zach Wilson, that hasn't worked out. Uh, you go back to Vernon Golston or D. Milner or whoever you want to pick, Jake. Like you, you, you don't know. Like everyone celebrated those picks after they happened, but you, you, we'll see what happens. And Will McDonald could become an All-Pro edge rusher, and you're all gonna love him. So it, it's uh, nothing is stupider than draft coverage. Jake, from someone who has to do it, it's, it's, I call it cotton candy. There's no substance to it whatsoever, but everyone loves it. And the problem is, Jake, that these mock drafts kind of set an expectation level and you have no idea. And then if it doesn't go that way, it's like, oh my gosh, they reached for this person. But like, you don't really know because you don't know if those, that person's actually good or not. You know, we saw with Will Levis, right? Maybe that was where Will Levis was supposed to go all along, but the mock draft stuff creates an expectation level. We'll see. I agree on logic. Uh, I'm fine with the logic that the Jets used here. I, I think, you know, Will McDonald's probably going to have a hard time getting on the field this year, uh, more than 30% of the snaps. We know how they rotate defensive linemen, and they have a lot of guys in front of them right now. But if he becomes a great player in a couple of years, who cares? Uh, you're drafting not just for this year, but for the next six years when you, when you make a draft like draft choice like that. I think Tipman made a lot of sense and can be a starter right away, you know, and then we'll get to the day three guys. You know, you, you don't expect much from them uh, right away. Yeah. I love the Tipman pick. I think, you know, you probably have a year in McGovern, maybe even like eight games until Tipman takes a spot. Six, I, think you six. Got, I think you get about four months of Connor McGovern, Jake. I really? think by the end, by the end of August, Joe Tipman will be the starting center. Oh, okay. So you think they pay, week they pay one, Connor McGovern, they pay Connor McGovern $1.9 million. Like, Okay. He's not, they're not paying him to be a starter. They paid him just to be there. So, yeah, I think he'll be the week one starter. I'm fine with that. You know, six foot six. Are you worried that that's tall for a center? Because that is a little tall for a center. It is, but there are, there are some guys that are that tall. I mean, I think you got to worry about, you know, does he get out in front of his feet or that, like, is his balance off that way? Um, You know, can he get low? Can he bend? But everything I've read about him is, you know, he's very athletic. He can be pull, you know, pulling center in this offense, which they like. Does he end up at guard at some point? I think he has that versatility. He didn't do in college, but I can see him sliding to guard at some point too if they wanted to do that. Jets love those guys that can play multiple positions. You see it with AVT, you know, is the best example, but they like that if you can play a few different positions, and and that's what this guy can do. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if they got an offensive tackle there, but if, if Tipman could play guard and center, you need that versatility on this line. You know, Dwayne Brown might be in his final year here. Becton, I guess we'll find out after this episode drops whether they pick up his fifth year option. Uh, spoiler uh, alert, they're not picking up his option, Jake. Oh, is that is that a breaking news? No, news no, thing? Joe Douglas should be fired if he picks up his option. You can't guarantee <laughs> you can't guarantee a guy who didn't hasn't played in two years, what is that? I think it's eleven million dollars. Like he gets that's a fireable offense. Like that'd be idiotic. And if they were picking up his option, Jake, they'd be shouting it from the mountaintops. They they just didn't want to say it because they don't want to answer questions about it. And so after the draft, Joe Douglas hasn't enough to see the media till August now, and so he never has to answer a question about it. So I, you know, it was a it was a weak move. It was just to avoid the questions. But they he should be fired if they pick up the option. What what would the number be? What is the fifth year number? I think it's eleven million. I think it's eleven million for tackles. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. 
Um, but I think it's around, if I'm going by memory, it's like $11 million. All right. So approve it year for Becton as, as yeah. he's not getting the fifth year option. Um, let's go back to McDonald here. 34 sacks, 48 games, uh, a, a leaner guy, you know, known for yes. spin move bendability. He was even surprised. That was what fascinated me. He was like, I was even shocked that he thought he was going to go later in the first round, which is a little alarming for a guy. Well, that's, what the, that's what the mock draft said, though, Jake. Again, yeah. they even do it for the players. And mock drafts create these expectations. And the mock drafts, you know, you're hoping that the top guys, right? Not all, not every mock draft that's on the internet, but the, like Jeremiah's, McShay's, Kuypers, you're hoping they're getting good information from people. But the truth is, Jake, it's very hard to get information about the draft that's accurate. The flip side is a guy like Will Levis. He he could, you know, he could fire his agent because he thought he was going to go so high and then he didn't. Like, that's what Geno Smith did. Geno fired his agents after the draft because he thought he was going to be the number one pick and he went in the second round. But, yeah, I think McDonald was just surprised because I also think um, a big job of the agent with the draft is setting expectations and there's no reason to set them high. You're setting themselves up to get fired. So I have a feeling, you know, his agents were probably projecting him to go a little bit lower than 15th. I mean, in that spot, I'm interested. If they were going to take him, why not trade down and get another pick? Because he probably was going to be available unless they had intel that he was going to be a pick right after they waited the entire clock, Jake. I think they tried. I don't think there was anyone who wanted to move up. Like if okay. you look at who, if you look at who got drafted right after him, it was two cornerbacks, right? So you don't have to trade up. The, you knew two of them were going to be there. There really wasn't anyone that you're like, oh my gosh, the lot the receivers hadn't even gone yet. So if you're looking for a receiver, you're pretty confident in the twenties. Now you're going to get a receiver. There really wasn't anyone who you're like, ah, oh, I got to move up to get that guy. It was like the tackle. There was one tackle left out of the big four. So Pittsburgh's like, all right, if we're going to get this, we better jump the Jets. And they did. So I, I just don't think I just I, I think Joe Douglas tried because the clock went very low before they took McDonald. Yeah, it's interesting. And you know, Jackson Smith, Nick Jigma fell to twenty. That would have maybe been the other option, but the Jets probably feel they they have enough receivers at this point. I would have like I would have loved another receiver. You know, you could never have too many receivers, especially in a yeah. year with Aaron Rodgers. That that could have been the other guy. Would you have liked them uh, to pick nah. a receiver there? No, no, I think I think you're good at receiver. And I think I do believe in Douglas's philosophy that you build through the trenches. And they took they've drafted a wide receiver in the first two rounds every year. Joe Douglas has been in GM <laughs> like at some point that has to stop. And you got to have faith that you actually picked one that can play. And I think they got one last year in Garrett Wilson. They went out. They were, you know, they signed two in free agency with McCole Hardman and Alan Lazard. So I, I, I didn't think receiver was as big of a need. Defense, you can argue the edge rusher is not a need either, but. I think you can't go wrong building offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, the only thing is, you know, McDonald is not going to be an immediate starter. He's what, like sixth on the depth chart in that D line right now. He's but not going to get a ton of playing time this first no, year. But none of them do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it, Carl Lawson doesn't get a ton of playing time. So he'll rotate. Jake, I look at it, they they don't really have a defensive – they don't have a great defensive tackle depth now. I know they signed Quentin Jefferson. I would think about moving like Michael Clemens inside and making him a defensive tackle. I think he's big enough. You know, you could do it on pass rushing downs or whatever, but that way maybe one of them gets cleared out of the the edge rusher room. But again, this this pick is not about 2023. This pick's about beyond that. Bryce Huff is going to be gone after this year. Carl Lawson is going to be gone after this year. So you'll start to get some some clearance in that room where where – uh, McDonald can be a little bit more of a player. My only worry is this team's built right now to win and potentially just for one year of Rodgers would be two. So I would have liked to see them get more of a do it now pick, but I don't hate the pick. You know, it'll be good for 2024. Like you said, those guys are coming off the books. So they're going to need some depth of that position. And I guess you can never have too many edge rushers. Yeah. And he's an interesting guy. You know, he, he didn't play until a while, right? He didn't play until later in high, high school. school. 
Yeah, yeah it was interesting. He, um, you know, talking to people, he had a rough, rough upbringing. He, he's, you know, he's from a pretty tough place, and he was working at McDonald's as a sophomore in high school to support his family. And he played basketball, and then the uh, high school football coach saw him in the hallway one day. He had transferred to a different school and started bugging him about playing football. And when he went first practice, Jake, he didn't know what goalposts were. Mm-hmm. He had to ask what the goalposts were for. He didn't know how to get in a stance. Like, he just didn't watch football. And they, they put him at wide receiver and let him catch some passes. And then at some point, they tried him at defensive end, and he blew up the guy that was the starting tackle, and they figured out what they had there. And he's he's explosive. I mean, he's athletic. You jump over cars, Jake, you're athletic, right? And he rides unicycles and jumps over cars. Like that, that's that's pretty good stuff on your athletic resume. Yeah, the videos were pretty cool. I saw the those yeah. clips. It was like uh the world's strongest man or the mo- most athletic <laughs> man. And uh he was talking about how his, you know, he's he uses his basketball skills like the Euro step and the pivot move yeah. to get around offensive linemen. So jujitsu, I like that. This yeah. we have ourselves a karate kid here with the first yeah. pick. I, I like it. So we'll see. Like you said, it's gonna take a couple of years to say if this is a good or bad pick. This just wasn't a, a home run pick, like you know, getting sauce and Garrett Wilson, but that's also four and ten. And this draft wasn't as special as uh, last year's draft. So that's yeah, it's hard. I think it's hard to get those at 15, Jake. Yep. I, I just don't know who the pick would have been. I mean, I know you want to tackle, but is Broderick Jones a home run? No, like that's, that's not a home run pick either. Like the last year is, was, I think a very unique year with four and 10 and taking two players at those positions where they're going to have, you know, immediate impact and play a ton of snaps um, doesn't always happen. And we talked about Tipman, the 43rd pick. This is probably their best pick because you got your number one choice at a position that you needed. Um, again, we could argue for a tackle, but Jets fans got to love the Tipman pick. And uh, 6'6", go to Wisconsin. You start for as long as he did, high football IQ. I think Jets fans are going to love this pick, and you know he'll be blocking for a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, I like it, Jake, when you get the top pick at a position like versus the fourth tackle, right, or something. Like, you can argue like position – value and that kind of thing. But even with McDonald, I should mention Jake, like the Jets had him as their number one pass rusher. That doesn't mean he was the number one edge rusher. I just want to clarify. Like he's not, they don't think he's a better player than Will Anderson say, but just the pass rushing skill itself, he was the best pass rusher in the draft in their opinion. So, all right, so that's good. And then you get the number one center in the draft rather than taking the fourth or fifth best tackle. I think it would have been the sixth best tackle at that point. Cause I think another one went at the end of the first round. I like that. You know, Wisconsin offensive linemen are usually pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good place to go if you're an offensive lineman. Jason Fabini has a little Jets tie, so he knows the Jets a little bit, which is he a nice them, story. Right? Yeah, the Fabini coached him. Yeah. He's the, he was the high school coach, but he started mentoring him when the kid was in fifth grade, I think. So I think mm-hmm. there's a family connection there. And um, yeah, like you said, six foot six, supposed to be very athletic, you know. And we'll say, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how Aaron Rodgers is with a rookie center. I think he had one in Green Bay a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure when we were there for the joint practices, that was a big story was the rookie center and him trying to mesh. So, um, you know, we'll see, but Connor McGovern's still there. I, I, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a camp competition in training camp, but I usually give the edge to the rookie in those training camp competitions. Interesting. Yeah. I, I uh, and he's 22. So, you know, you got to have a hard head. You're going to play with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers expects greatness. So that's here. Welcome to the NFL kid. You're blocking for Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be an interesting assignment for him, but at least a good. everyone loves a good offensive line competition. There's going to be that with Brown and Becton and, and these guys. So the offensive line is going to be interesting, and I'm sure they're still going to add someone at some point in free agency, whether someone gets cut late in the uh, training camp. Maybe. A disgruntled lineman who wants to get out of town. 
I'm gonna. I just don't know how much he get at this time of year. I mean, they got Morgan Moses a few years ago. That was good, but the Becton thing is interesting because you know he's very active on social media. He gets very upset when anyone suggests he's not a left tackle. But Dwayne Brown has played left tackle his entire career. Remember we talked about this last year, Jake, with George Fant. Like Dwayne Brown ain't moving. So Dwayne came in and played left tackle. There was no questions. Becton's always on Twitter has been, you know, I'm a left tackle. So, And then Robert Sala wouldn't answer the question when he was asked the other day, which side would they play on? So that's going to be interesting to watch how Becton handles that because I think they're going to want him to play on the right side now. I think Brown will be the left tackle and Becton will be the right tackle heading into training camp. Yeah, and Makai's got to do whatever they say of him because he's he's going to be a free agent and he needs to prove it this year. So whether it's right, left, water boy, defensive end, wherever you're playing, do it well. So uh, I'm excited for that. I like the chirping as long as he backs it up. I like that, you know, he posts the gym selfies and he's lost so much weight. Now yeah, let's I like the gym selfies. I, I think the position thing, he's got to stop. Yep. He's just got to accept whatever the coaches tell him. But yeah, the gym selfies have been good and he looks great. You know, I think I've heard he's 350 pounds. Jets want him at 340. And so he's another 10 pounds to go, I think. You know, he looks good. What was he last year that he's at three? Because 350 still feels like a lot. He, he was at slimmer. He was at 400 uh, two years ago. He, went, he hit over 400 pounds in 2021. And then last year, I think he came to camp. I want to say he was like three. Actually, last spring, he was like 390, something like that. Then he came to camp a little lighter than that. But yeah, he's... He's been up around 400 before. Yeah, I go into the Mets season at 225 and come out 250 when the season's over. Shake Shack? Um, more like lobster rolls and the new Sonny Anderson's mac and cheese they have there Look this at year. You. Yeah, I eat bougie. Rolls. How Chicken much are we paying? How much are we paying you, Jake? Well, lobster I find rolls. ways to find them for free. That's usually the oh, goal. Oh, how much a lobster roll at City Field? Probably it's probably tw- I think it's twenty bucks. The the lobster. I love the uh, the um, steak sandwich, the Pat Lafrida steak sandwiches, Jake. But that's also you need a mortgage. It's a classic. The only problem with the steak is they put a lot of onions in there. It's a little overdose. So sometimes you got to remove some of the onions. Uh, But you can hear about that on Amazing But True. We go to the fourth round, the 120th pick. Uh, They got two pick guys in this draft, and they start with Carter Warren offensive tackle out of Pittsburgh, making a rare trade with the Patriots, which always scares me. Like they know something that we don't. Uh, Moving back. It's like a kicker, Jake. So. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, moving back eight spots. A guy torn meniscus four games in the season last year. He is a Patterson, New Jersey product. Um, he's a four-year starter. But uh, what did you think of Carter Warren? Yeah, I thought it was a good pick, Jay. I like day three. I like kind of taking chances on guys that are there for a reason, right? So maybe Carter Warren is a higher pick if he doesn't tear his meniscus. And I, what, I think he played four games last year. Mm-hmm. So I like I like that kind of logic. Like I said, I grade on logic. And I like day three of going – okay, would this guy have been a second-round pick if he had played the whole season? Maybe. So, because it's lottery tickets. Day three is lot, completely lottery tickets. Like, you, you're if you get something out of these guys, you win. I liked it. Uh, you know, I know the high school well, Jake. Passaic Tech is a great, great football program in New Jersey. Um, a lot of kids from Patterson go there. You know, I used to cover Passaic Tech back in the day, and they've always been a good football program. So, he seems pretty impressive and talking to him, he, he was impressive. And I think the Jets loved him at the local, their local um, visit day. They, they kind of, uh, they, they kind of fell in love with them and we'll see. Like it's Max Mitchell had to play last year, right? He, another fourth round pick he had to play. 
you hope this guy doesn't have to play right away. You hope he can just have a kind of a redshirt season and learn and then see if he develops along the way. And I always like local guys because they know the area. They know the fans. They know yeah. they know their way around. It's not like they're moving into this new environment. So I'll always favor that. Some people debated, should they have traded up to try and get Dewan Jones out of Ohio State? No, 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 no. Yeah, there was a lot of bad things about him, I heard, okay. at the Senior Bowl. And I also think Jake... He's a similar player to Becton, where he's he's just too big. I don't know if the Jets will go down that road again after Makai. Makai is just too big. He's just like it kind of sounds crazy for football players, but he's he's too big for his bones, right? And that's why I think he keeps getting hurt. And Dewan Jones is similar, uh, similar type of guy. Yeah, I've heard that about myself. Too big for my bones uh, <laughs> a few times or not. We go to round five where we stick with Pitt and you know uh, back. To back to back years, cause of drafting a running back. How about that? Yeah. Michael Carter yeah. in 2021, in the fourth round, uh, second round, Brees Hall. You know, Carter, I guess, is a success. It's still early. Brees Hall obviously was until he yeah. tore his ACL, as well as the undrafted Bam Knight, Israel Abani Kanda. I think I said that right out of Pitt. What do you think of uh, Israel? I'm going to call him Izzy. Jake, Izzy that's I what like I'm going to call him. Yeah. So I, I liked it. Again, I, I running back is a position where you need a lot of them. Um, there's always injuries at that position. You're always like a rotation. So I, I'm all for taking a running back every freaking year. Like just just keep bringing them in, right? They usually don't last that long either. Uh, most of them don't have long careers. So I, I think it was good, and he seems to have home run abilities. You know, the you see the game against Virginia Tech, he had Jake, mm-hmm. 320 yards and six touchdowns. That's absurd. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, he led the day. nation in points scored and rushed for 1,400 plus well, yards. So if you have six touchdowns in one game, right? That's like you take that start. away, it's 14. <laughs> you're like, okay, that's not that great. 20 is pretty impressive. So yeah, he, uh, he did pretty impressive stats and, uh, you know, seems like a good kid too. Just talk, we just talked to him the other day. And, um, you know, I think he's a high character guy. And I, I agree with you, Jake, with the local thing. I don't, I'm not sure about other parts of the country, but I've always felt like people from this area of the country are, we're a little, little different and we're built different we're, we're built different and i like i like guys who come in here and have kind of that jersey brooklyn kind of attitude to them and they, they they're not going to take any crap and they kind of know what to expect and there's you know you can't have thin skin if you live around here if you're from brooklyn you don't say you're from new york you say you're from brooklyn there's a certain pride to brooklyn my mom's from brooklyn yeah. i'm queens i always i'm prideful of being from queens so there is something to that he's a brooklyn guy and we're it's new, you know, New York forever, New York, uh, New York or nowhere. Is yeah, we asked him where he's from too. Like he's he, I think he, I think the first part of his life was in Bed Stuy. Then he went to Brownsville, East oh. Flatbush, I think. He went to Lincoln High School. So yeah, he oh. uh, and then he's been playing football forever. His older brother played football. So um, I'm interested. I'm anxious to see him on the field. Yeah, you, you, you like to see the running backs because you can actually evaluate the running backs. Yep. The other guys, I'm not going to know anything about Will McDonald. Until probably the games, you know, preseason games start. I'm not going to know anything about Joe Tipman until the preseason games start. You watch a running back, you can kind of evaluate them when you're watching them in practice. Yeah, I, I love when they draft skill players. That's, you know, yeah. a, a fans love that. That's what they want to see. So uh, they get a Brooklyn guy. My mom went to Lincoln High School. There we go. He's just from yeah. all around Brooklyn. All right. So Mama Brown, Sebastian Telfair, Stefan Marbury. Nelson Figueroa, he... my co-host. Oh, Nelson Figueroa. Okay. All Lincoln High School products. Lincoln so High School. There you go. They produce greatness. And then they did produce... Jesus Shuttlesworth go to Lincoln High School? Is the, Was it in the movie? Was it Lincoln High School, Jake? 
That you might know? have been. Hearts, you got to look that up. Look up where Jesus Look up Jesus Shuttlesworth. Where did he go to high school? <laughs> important information here. Lincoln High School, producing great people, and their sons are great too. Uh, sixth round, we Zaire Barnes, a linebacker out of Western Michigan. What do you know about Zaire Barnes? Uh, supposed to be very athletic. Again, it was a former safety, played safety, running back in high school. You know, you we know that Robert Sala likes converting those safeties into linebackers, right? He did it with Hamza, did it with Sherwood. They did it, uh, you know, out in San Francisco with guys. So that's that's something. Like, this guy's already been moved to linebacker. Another thing I look for on day three, Jake, is guys that can play special teams. So we didn't talk about it. Izzy can return kicks. So mm-hmm. they're going to be looking for guys. Yes, yes. Coney Island's Lincoln High. Jesus Shuttlesworth, according to Hearts. There you go. That's a different high school, though, right? Or is that the same? No, no, no that's it. Two? That's the one. That's it. That's oh, it. Okay. Lincoln High School. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I like the guys that can play special teams. And, you know, if you have an athletic linebacker getting picked in the sixth round, you better play special teams. Like, that's that's going to be his role. Salah said he can compete for the third linebacker spot. You know, I think that's a tough ass coming out of Western Michigan in the sixth round. But I would expect him to see a lot of times, a lot of time on kickoff, kick return, you know, punt team, those types of things. And he earned an invite to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. So he's, he's got to be decent. 93 tackles, nine passes defended last season. Six round, the 204th pick defensive back who started at safety nickel and outside corner. So you want to talk about versatility? Yeah. Looks like they got that in LSU's Jarek Bernard Converse and a great name too. Yeah, you just nailed it, Jake. He can play all the positions. He can, they can move him around, make him a little bit of a Swiss Army knife early on. Another guy is going to have to play special teams. But a ton of experience, Jake. I think he played 3,500 snaps in college. So he went to Oklahoma State first. Then he transferred to LSU. And he's played a lot, a lot of football. So if you're looking for a guy with experience, he has it. And again, the, the position versatility, I think they love. Who knows what he's going to be? You know, they can move him around and – Safety position is something, Jake. There's not a lot of uh, future security there with the Jets. I think there's going to be open safety jobs soon. And so if he if they move him to safety, he might be able to get on the field a little bit as, as a rookie even. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't go earlier on a safety because um, that's definitely one of their weaknesses on defense. But, uh, you know, this kid, his pro day results, speed and versatility would have ranked him in the top three among safeties at the NFL Combine. So the numbers look good. Like you said, he's played a lot. I like those guys who have played four years. He went to, you know, two monster schools. So uh, I like that pick late. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, the last pick, and I got to make sure I say his name right, or we're going to have to bleep it out here. Of the six Zach round, the tight end, Zach the tight, Zachary, uh, the two hundred twentieth pick, tight end Zach Kuntz. Out Say of it again, Jake. What was that? Kuntz. 
with a Z at the end. Old Dominion. People people getting fired around here for saying that name. Watch out. I know. I got to be careful because I I saw someone reacting in the draft and they said it wrong and I think they did it purposely. Um, So Zach Coons, tight end, Old Dominion. Interesting. He's a big fella, six foot seven, Kaz, but this is a team that already has three tight ends. What do you think of the Coons pick here? Yeah, this is a guy who's an athletic freak, Jake. I don't know if you saw the, like, the numbers, like, He's one of the greatest tight ends that's ever tested. Basically, he his combine numbers are ridiculous. Uh, started out at Penn State, he only caught three passes in three years. So he transferred to Old Dominion, caught some more passes there. So it's kind of a guy who has these crazy athletic traits that haven't really translated on the football field yet. I'm fine with taking that guy in the seventh round, right? You're you're taking a flyer. The odds of him panning out, Jake, are very slim, but you never know. All right, so we'll see. Uh, you know, he's a red zone target. Again, we'll see if he makes it. They already got three guys. Ruckert, I mean, barely played, and he was a third. So yeah, I would um, think Coots could be a, would be a practice squad. Per, okay, you know, I, I would think he'd probably get cut and stashed on the practice squad this year. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they're always reluctant to cut draft picks, but once the seventh, they haven't had. Jake, when is the last time the Jets have had a seventh round pick? Let's see how good you are. Uh, I can't even tell you about 2016 was the 16. last time Sharon peak and lock Edwards were the last seventh round picks of this team. So it's been a while. So like I was thinking of my, like, Oh, Joe Douglas doesn't really cut his, his draft picks right away, but he hasn't really had seven round picks. So I wouldn't be shocked if this guy ends up on the practice squad for the season. All right. So that is your jets board. Let's close it with your overall thoughts here. They didn't take a receiver, which I found interesting here. Uh, any surprises, any, you know, any guys you thought they should have went after any positions you thought they should have targeted? Uh, I was surprised they didn't take any interior defensive linemen, Jake. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you have Quinnen and then it's pretty much everyone else. Like uh, I know they sent Quentin Jefferson. Is he a starter? Mm, I, I guess, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like they have a lot of uh, depth on the interior defensive lines. Like I said, maybe they move Clemens inside or JFM plays a little more inside, something like that. But it feels like, they're very heavy on the edge rushers right now and a little thinner on the interior defensive line. And Sala loves all defensive linemen. You know, they carried 10 last year on game day. So uh, I was a little surprised at that. The receiver thing, yeah, a little surprised they didn't take a receiver. You know, I, I did think, even though I didn't think it was something they would take at 15, I thought there'd be a depth receiver taken somewhere. But um, it's good for Denzel Mims. Maybe he can hang on. Now on the team on the roster spot, um, not sure. I thought he was a goner for sure, but who knows? And Corey Davis still surviving, Jake too. Yeah, we I, thought he was a lock to be gone, and it looks yeah. like he's a lock to be on the team now. Yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, I still keep waiting to say, okay, do they need money? Do, do they need to cut him to clear some cap space? But that hasn't happened, so it, pretty crazy. But we we saw them pursuing Odell Beckham. Obviously, he was driven by Rodgers, but also there's a they feel there's a need at the position still. They're not completely happy, so we'll see if anything else happens. I don't think anything big's going to happen. They're not trading for DeAndre Hopkins or anything like that. I'm not oh, hinting at that. I would love but, that. that I mean, I think he's nineteen million dollars, Jake. You're not going to do that. Yeah, you got great. your big, you got your big prize. Uh, you know, be happy with your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. And there's always a disgruntled receiver in training camp or something. Maybe somebody, you know, yeah, there's always a yeah. surprising cuts. You know, there, there'll be yeah, someone they out could there. Add somebody, they could have somebody. You're right. What did you think of the press conference, Jake? The Aaron Rodgers press conference. I did. You looked very handsome on there, Kaz. You know, they, they, they showed, they showed, they showed you look like you had got a fresh haircut. You looked uh, fresh. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I, it was funny when he said, uh, what was it to Woody about? Don't you have to come shake my hand or something Yeah. in the beginning? That was kind of funny. 
he was entertaining. I thought, uh, I think you asked a good question about, is this like kind of a one year thing? And he kind of, he basically said it's not, but didn't directly say that. Yeah. Um, I thought he later it said a, in a small, a smaller group after the press conference, he said, it, I don't view this as a one and done, which was mm-hmm. a stronger answer than what he said during the press conference. What did you think? It was a big show. Like, you know, everyone was getting their FaceTime on that. Thing. I thought he was incredible. I thought he did so well and he said all the right things. And I thought, you know, it was refreshing. Jake was hearing someone with the Jets talk about winning a Super Bowl. And it was like, I know Salah, Salah said we're going to win championships when he got hired, but it, it, it was kind of like this dream off in the distance. Like someday we're going to win championships, right? Rogers was like, we are one of the best teams. The eight to 12 teams can win the Super Bowl. We're one. I haven't heard a Jet talk like that since Rex. It was refreshing because there's been so much crap in the last few years of where we have to develop players. We have to get better every day. We have to play meaningful games in December. No more. Like that stuff's done, right? They're talking about winning the freaking Super Bowl and it's coming from the quarterback and he's setting the tone. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was refreshing. So like that part of it, but his answers about Zach were great. Uh, There's a very funny line about heaven and hell and, you know, and he's embracing the mentorship thing, which I believe him because there's a prior relationship there. So I thought that was good. Uh, just I thought he hit all the right notes, Jake. And then him going to the Rangers and the Knicks, like he's he's embracing New York, where this has constantly been compared to Brett Favre. Brett Favre was basically a hostage here for a year. Right? He didn't want to be here. He had to come here, and he couldn't wait to get out of here. You know, the minute the season was over, he was gone. It doesn't feel like that at all with Aaron Rodgers. It feels like he actually wants to be here and be a Jet. And so I think Jets fans should be ecstatic about that. Yeah, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers isn't taking money from poor people away like Brett Favre uh, has been doing, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> watch out. Watch out. You can be like McAfee. He could sue you. That's why I said allegedly at the end of it. You always got to throw that extra <laughs> word on there. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, it was a dream weekend for Rodgers in New York City. And you take it serious when he's won. He's consistently in NFC Championship, consistently in the playoffs. You don't take it serious when maybe a Zach Wilson or a Sam Darnold says it when they've proved absolutely nothing. So when a legit quarterback says Super Bowl, they wouldn't even uh, say it. You excited. Yeah. They wouldn't even say it. Like no one said that. Like I think there was someone got drafted, maybe Jamal. Someone, someone said it. Someone Jamal, said it after yeah. they got drafted. But like again, when a guy gets drafted or a head coach gets hired and they say it, you're kind of like, okay, they have no idea what they're getting into. And they could, they could be talking about seven years from now. This guy knows exactly what he's getting into. He's been there. He's done it. He's won a Super Bowl. Like you said, he's in contention, been in contention for most of his career. So it just carried more weight. And I just thought it was just so refreshing to hear that. Sounds like Cod's excited for primetime Jets football when the schedule comes out in 11 days. Parts, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> no, no swearing. It's extra, extra editing by that. But uh, we'll see when that comes out. I think uh, May 11th or something is when the schedule that's will come the, out. Yeah, that's the rumor. May 11th. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So a lot of it's late nights. Like six, six primetime games, maybe Thanksgiving in Dallas. That's more than the Jake. Jets have had in like 20 years combined, I feel like. That's insane. Yeah. Six in one yeah. season. I mean, we talk, did we talk about what the last time they were on Sunday Night Football, Jake? Did we talk about that? No. When, when was that? You, do you know? It's actually kind of a... It's a weird thing. It's like a double answer because they played on, they call it Sunday night football, even if it's on a different night, it's produced by NBC. They've so been they on Saturday that. night and they call it. Yeah, that's not even that. That's not, no, not that one. So the last let me time, guess, let me guess. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the last time they were officially, let's go with the official Sunday night football. So it could be a different night. I mean, my first guess would be 2015. Nope. 
2011? So 2011 is the last time they were on actually Sunday night football. They played the Patriots on a Sunday night and got their butts kicked. Four days later, they played Tebow on Thursday night and lost that dramatic Tebow game that you remember. They were on Sunday night football a year later, but it was on Thanksgiving night, Jake. Butt fumble. Yes, the butt fumble game. And so that's considered Sunday night football because NBC showed that game. But, yeah, it was on a Thursday night. But if you want to go real Sunday night football, the year before. So it's been a minute. Where were you, Jake, in November of 2011, I'm wondering? I was at Hofstra. I was a uh, sophomore at Hofstra. You. Oh, oh, 10, no, 11, that's 11, 12. So I was a junior at Hofstra. Yeah. So I was probably was out and about, probably playing beer pong or something. Beer pong, watching the Jets <laughs> get their butts kicked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good times. That was then. I broke out in hives that week, Jake. Really? That was a, that was a uh, very, very stressful season. Yeah. That was, that was a 2011 was a real, and I it was in Denver broke out in hives and they, they were like, couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, idiots, it's stress. And uh, yeah, I got like tested for allergies and stuff. And the hives went away like three months later when the season was over. It was actually stress. Yeah. Was was I no no doubt it was stress. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that season wasn't that season. That was a season where like everyone was fighting. Uh, it was an unbelievable season. That, that was a brutal year. Oh, I don't want to see in the press box breakout in hives this year on a, like a, a let's hope it's a Thursday calm, night. nice calm season. Yeah, I was a little yeah. more high strung than Jake. I'm a little uh, calmer now. Well, hopefully Aaron Rodgers doesn't make you high strung again and uh, say something. Uh, or... What if they're what if they're <laughs> terrible, Jake? Oh God! Oh, I, this, and you guys are losing your minds. Then it'll I, get crazy. I can't even. It can't be right. It can't be. I, it's it's just too good of a team for them to be. But listen, I'm not even gonna say someone gets hurt because I've said that before. And Edwin Diaz ended up out for the season when I said. So that, well, so. but we'll get on this after May 11th when we know the order. But I will say this, Jake: Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson. See what Sean Payton if they can do. Dustin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson. They got some quarterbacks now on their on their schedule this year. So yeah. who knows if they'll all be healthy? Like last year, they benefited from all those backup quarterbacks, but they got some they got some tough quarter tough tough games this year on the schedule. Well, they got the the team to beat those tough teams, and we'll see if they can okay. translate the on paper. By the way, in terms of uh, we were talking about guys, I was going through the undrafted list, the undrafted free agent. They signed Deslin Alexander, another Pittsburgh guy. So that's their defensive lineman they got. Uh, a couple linebackers, Claudine Sherilis out of Alcorn State, Caleb Johnson out of Miami, safety Trey Dean, Florida, and they did an undrafted wide receiver, Jason Brownlee out of Southern Miss. So you never know what those undrafted, like a band. I'll give you a guy. Turn out being. Well, I'll give you a guy, Jake, that was undrafted last year that was really impressive is Irv Charles. He's still on the team. He, That's a guy I could see emerging as a real player on this team. He was really, really impressive in training camp last year. Just didn't make the team. Uh, he was on the practice squad, but that guy's impressive. So Irv Charles is the guy we keep an eye on that. He he might be able to, to have, do something this year. All right. That is our draft breakdown. We may be back at some point later this week. Stay tuned for that. Um, otherwise, it will be a hiatus for the offseason until major breaking news happens. And we'll close out this episode of Gangs All Here next. I just want to say I'm as hungry as you guys are. I know it's been a long time since we've been in the playoffs, even longer time since we've been in the Super Bowl. But I promise you I'm as hungry as you guys are, and I'm excited to meet you all and to uh, be a part of something special this year. So come along for the ride.
Alrighty, that says adios to episode 141 of Gangs All Here, a New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Catch up on all old episodes by subscribing to Gangs All Here on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. And subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. If you're watching it there, give us a thumbs up. Comment below. What'd you think of the Jets draft? Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and at Brian Cos. For Brian Costello, I am Jake Brown. We will return probably later this week. Stay tuned. We might have a special guest this week that'll get you hyped up. So stay tuned for that. And if not, we'll be back come training camp time. It'll be an off-season hiatus, barring a monster news. I don't think there'll be any monster news that'll deliver a emergency podcast so likely the next time after maybe later this week in a, in a special guest interview won't be until august late august when we get you ready for the new york jets 2023 season i cannot wait to be a part of covering this team it's gonna be a good one but until then thanks everybody for listening the gang's all here we'll talk to you next time stay tuned on twitter and find out when the next episode comes we'll talk to you soon